Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney, Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to this week's Focus Israel Report. In this week's report, we're going to be sharing with you the July 1st Middle East Quartet Report on the peace process and the reaction to it by Israel, the Palestinians, and the European Union. And it is as follows. On July the 1st, the Middle East Peace Quartet, consisting of the United Nations, the European Union, the United States, and Russia, released a report on the current status of the peace process. A summary of the report is as follows. The quartet reiterates that a negotiated two-state outcome is the only way to achieve an enduring peace that meets Israeli security needs and Palestinian aspirations for statehood and sovereignty, ends the occupation that began in 1967, and resolves all permanent status issues. The quartet recalls its previous statements and relevant UN Security Council resolutions and pledges its active support for ending the Israeli-Palestinian conflict on the basis of UN Security Council Resolution 242, passed in 1967, and 338, passed in 1973. In this regard, the Quartet reiterates its commitment to continue working in coordination with key stakeholders, including regional countries and the UN Security Council, to restore hope in a political solution. While the majority of people on both sides and Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas expressed their support for the goal of two states living side by side in peace and security, the quartet remains seriously concerned that continuing on the current course will make this prospect increasingly remote. In particular, each of the following trends is severely undermining hopes for peace. Number one, continuing violence Terrorist attacks against civilians and incitement to violence are greatly exasperating mistrust and are fundamentally incompatible with a peaceful resolution. Number two, the continuing policy of settlement construction and expansion, designation of land for exclusive Israeli use, and denial of Palestinian development is steadily eroding the viability of the two-state solution. And number three, the illicit arms buildup and military activity, continuing absence of Palestinian unity, and dire humanitarian situation in the Gaza Strip feed instability and ultimately impede efforts to achieve a negotiated solution. The Quartet stresses the urgent need for affirmative steps to reverse each of these trends in order to prevent entrenching a one-state reality of perpetual occupation in conflict that is incompatible with realizing the national aspirations of both peoples. The Quartet reiterates that unilateral actions by either party cannot prejudge the outcome of final status negotiations and will not be recognized by the international community. The Quartet stresses that while a permanent status agreement that ends the conflict can only be achieved through direct bilateral negotiations, important progress can be made now toward advancing the two-state solution on the ground. The Quartet calls on each side to independently demonstrate through policies and actions a genuine commitment to the two-state solution. To that end, the Quartet emphasizes the importance of both parties complying with their basic commitments under existing agreements in order to promote this two-state reality and lay the groundwork for successful negotiations. 
As a result, the quartet made the following recommendations. The quartet calls on each side to independently demonstrate through policies and actions a genuine commitment to the two-state solution and refrain from unilateral steps that prejudge the outcome of final status negotiations. The quartet emphasizes the importance of both parties complying with their basic commitments in order to advance a peaceful two-state reality on the ground and create the conditions for successful final status negotiations. The quartet has the following specific recommendations. Number one, both sides should work to de-escalate tensions by exercising restraint and refraining from provocative actions and rhetoric. Number two, both sides should take all necessary steps to prevent violence and protect the lives and property of all civilians, including through continuing security coordination and strengthening the capacity, capability, and authority of the Palestinian Authority security forces. Number three, the Palestinian Authority should act decisively and take all steps within its capacity to cease incitement to violence and strengthen ongoing efforts to combat terrorism, including by clearly condemning all acts of terrorism. Number four, Israel should cease the policy of settlement construction and expansion, designated land for exclusive Israeli use in denying Palestinian development. Number five, Israel should implement positive and significant policy shifts, including including transferring powers and responsibilities in Area C of the West Bank consistent with the transition to greater Palestinian civil authority contemplated by prior agreements. Progress in the areas of housing, water, energy, communications, agriculture, and natural resources along with significantly easing Palestinian movement restrictions can be made while respecting Israel's legitimate security needs. Number six, the Palestinian leadership should continue their efforts to strengthen institutions, improve governance, and develop a sustainable economy. Israel should take all necessary steps to enable this process in line with the ad hoc liaison committee recommendations. Number seven, all sides must continue to respect the ceasefire in the Gaza Strip and the illicit arms buildup and militant activities must be terminated. Number eight, Israel should accelerate the lifting of movement and access restrictions to and from the Gaza Strip with due consideration of its need to protect its citizens from terrorist attacks. Number nine, Gaza and the West Bank should be reunified under a single legitimate and democratic Palestinian authority on the basis of the PLO platform and quartet principles in the rule of law, including control over all armed personnel and weapons in accordance with existing agreements. And finally, number 10, both parties should foster a climate of tolerance, including through increasing interaction and cooperation in a variety of fields, economic, professional, educational, cultural, that strengthen the foundations for peace and countering extremism. The quartet stresses the urgent need for such affirmative steps to reverse current trends and advance the two-state solution on the ground. The Quartet stresses the significance of the 2002 Arab Peace Initiative with its vision for comprehensive settlement of the Arab-Israeli conflict, and in that context, the opportunity for building a regional security framework and encourages further dialogue on that basis. In this regard, the Quartet welcomes the call by the Egyptian president to Israeli-Palestinian and Arab leaders to follow the historic path toward peace taken by Israel in Egypt 37 years ago. The Quartet also welcomes the joint communique issued in Paris on June the 3rd in its support for a negotiated two-state solution. The Quartet encourages the international community to accelerate its efforts to address the dire humanitarian reconstruction and recovery needs of the people in the Gaza Strip, including expediting the disbursement of assistance pledges. 
The quartet invites the parties to engage with it on implementing the recommendations of this report and creating the conditions for the resumption of meaningful negotiations that resolve all final status issues. The Israeli Prime Minister's Office responded to the quartet report by saying, Israel welcomes the quartet's recognition of the centrality of the Palestinian incitement and violence to the perpetuation of the conflict. This culture of hatred poisons minds and destroys lives and stands as the single greatest obstacle to progress toward peace. The report unfortunately says nothing about the payments made by the Palestinian leadership to terrorists and their families. The graver the violence, the graver the payment. This Palestinian practice must stop. Israel shares the Quartet's historical commitment to advancing Israeli-Palestinian peace through direct bilateral negotiations without preconditions. In previous agreements, Israel and the Palestinians committed to discuss every difficult issue exclusively through direct bilateral negotiations. Nevertheless, the record shows a history of repeated Palestinian rejection of offers to negotiate and compromise from Israeli governments across the political spectrum. Israel cannot negotiate peace with itself. We regret the failure of the quartet to address the real core of the conflict, and that is the persistent Palestinian refusal to recognize Israel as the nation-state of the Jewish people in any boundaries. The report also perpetuates the myth that Israeli construction in the West Bank is an obstacle to peace. When Israel froze settlements, it did not get peace. When Israel uprooted every settlement in the Gaza, it did not get peace. It got war. Israel will continue to strive for a genuine negotiated peace based on Israel Prime Minister Netanyahu's vision of two states for two peoples. While the report includes numerous factual and policy assertions with which we take issue, Israel will discuss with the Quartet envoys ways to explore moving toward this end. Meanwhile, the Palestinians had hoped that, similarly to the June 3rd Paris Summit Declaration, the Quartet Report would include terms of reference for a permanent status negotiation. They expected the report to specifically highlight the 2002 Arab Peace Initiative as the main basis for negotiations leading to a Palestinian state along the 1967 lines with East Jerusalem as its capital. The Palestinians had even asked the European Union and the United States for a binding time timeline for negotiations followed by a UN Security Council resolution. A senior Palestinian Liberation Organization official close to Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas said that Abbas is severely critical of U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry for pressuring the European Union to not make the Quartet Report a policy platform for future negotiations. The senior official assessed that the United States will publish guidelines for future negotiations as a platform for the next administration, possibly via a presidential policy speech. He also expressed concern that the U.S. policy statement will allude to the need to recognize Israel as a Jewish state. According to this source, the Palestinians are committed to working with Egypt and France on a binding UN Security Council resolution on Palestinian statehood, referring in detail to settlement expansion in the 1967 borders, East Jerusalem, and a two-year timeline. As the official put it, for us, the Quartet Report is a non-paper. Our sole basis is the 2002 Arab Peace Initiative. U.S. diplomatic sources in Israel affirmed that Kerry convinced the European Union to refrain from setting a new basis 
for future peace negotiations. From the viewpoint of the European Union, though the Palestinians and Israel have both made their positions clear to the United States, the European Union has not lost hope, nor has it retracted its commitment to continuing the path toward a policy platform for a two-state solution and an international peace conference by the end of 2016. A senior official close to European Union High Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, Frederica Magarini, said that in the aftermath of endorsing the French initiative and the publication of the Quartet Report, European Union officials are preparing a tentative roadmap for progress in the diplomatic process. The EU's premise, he explained, is that Europe will have to act independently this year because of the U.S. presidential elections. This roadmap will include several steps beginning with talking to the parties about curbing Israeli settlement expansion and Palestinian incitement to violence together with economic confidence-building measures in Area C for the Palestinian agricultural sector. Therefore, the European Union, in coordination with the French, will start preparing for a possible international peace conference with both parties before the end of 2016. European capitals are busy with the organization of an international conference on the two-state solution, which would elaborate on the French Middle East Peace Initiative. Israel and the Palestinians were not invited to the preparatory conference held in France on June 3rd. European leaders, including more Israeli-leaning countries such as Germany and the United Kingdom, agree that the next phase would include both. According to a senior European Union official, all EU foreign ministers decided to support the French initiative in order to challenge the parties and bolster the position of Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. EU officials believe that not much can come out of a future international conference without the United States playing an active role. Therefore, if the United States remains passive, the conference can be only of a preliminary nature to set a policy platform for future negotiations. And so, if the conference eventually takes place before a new U.S. president is sworn in, with the United States effectively playing a passive role, the European Union will probably take the lead to avoid a diplomatic vacuum. The European Union official said, Europe has decided to play a more independent role regarding the two-state solution process, especially given the election in the United States and the uncertainty about who will be the next president. Israeli-Palestinian conflict resolution is a key strategic interest of most European countries. Hence, we would like to formulate the terms of reference and the structure for future peace negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians. According to this source, European Union headquarter officials under the guidance of High Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, Frederica Margarini, are coordinating content in moderation of such a conference, mainly through French Foreign Minister Jean-Marc Alralt. UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon is fully in the know of these events. The conference is planned to take place in Paris toward the end of the year, possibly after the U.S. presidential elections November the 8th. The quartet, consisting of the United States, the European Union, the United States, and Russia, would be the ones inviting the parties to the International Peace Conference, which would be based on the quartet report published July the 1st. All participants of the Paris Conference of June the 3rd will be invited, including the Arab League, in addition to Israel and the Palestinian Authority. The terms of reference of the conference will be the quartet report of July the 1st. The parties will not be asked to adopt the report, but to negotiate on its basis 
and recommendations. The structure of the conference has already taken shape. Quartet representatives at the level of foreign ministers and the UN Secretary General will chair it. The opening plenary session will include speeches by all parties. It will also delineate a structure of negotiations according to the following guidelines. A plenary session for reporting about and monitoring the negotiations. A bilateral committee of Israel and the Palestinian Authority only to negotiate on the basis of the Quartet Report all permanent status issues and a multilateral track with Israel, the Palestinians, the Arab League, Egypt, Jordan, and Quartet representatives. Concerning the bilateral Israel-Palestinian Committee, it will work on core issues, starting with borders between the two states and security measures, including anti-terror cooperation. The two parties will establish subcommittees of negotiations on the following issues, settlements, Jerusalem, refugees, water, and other infrastructure issues, future bilateral relations between the two states, and mutual recognition. With these issues to be discussed bilaterally, the multilateral track will negotiate the normalization of relations between the Arab states and Israel based on the 2002 Arab Peace Initiative, the construction of economic regional cooperation in the fields of tourism, trade, the environment, and water, resembling the multilateral negotiations started by the Madrid Conference in 1992, and the launch of regional security cooperation mainly in the fields of anti-terror and curbing the dissemination of non-conventional arms. In any event, the European Union seems determined to go ahead with these plans despite United States hesitance and Israeli opposition. Well, that's going to conclude this week's report where we shared with you the summary and recommendation of the July 1st Middle East Quartet Report on the peace process and the reaction to it by Israel, the Palestinians, and the European Union. Until we do it again, Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.